I think everyone should remember this. Standards are there to help. They're not there to get in you know, our way. And standards are about, again, enabling transparency and comparability. It's as simple as that. You are listening to the AFR podcast. Real estate, technology, cross-border investing, and the opportunities of a changing world. Let's start a conversation now. So do you remember when you were a kid and uh, your parents told you how to eat your broccoli? And it was just this terrible thing, right? We just, you know, we looked at that green mess on a plate and all we saw was bitterness and why on earth? And because we wanted to have dessert, we would eventually eat the broccoli, but it was this painful thing and we would just plow through it. And then hopefully you got your dessert at the end. But why is it that somehow at some point as you grow up, you start to look at that broccoli, not as something that's good for you, but something that you enjoy. And many of us learn how to cook it well and understand mm, that bitterness is kind of nice, especially if you mix it with some saltiness and what, what the hey, why don't we put some balsamic vinegar on it? And then you go, wow, this is great stuff. So those things that are good for you are even better for you when you realize how awesome they are while you're suffering through it. Now, I bring up this goofy metaphor in great part to help understand one of those things that's painful, that's difficult, it's, it's tedious for us to engage with. And that is trying to figure out how to create data standards across the industry. We all know it's good for us. We look at it the same way we look at that, plot, that plate of broccoli and we go, wow, look at all those vitamins and all those things that help us be healthy. And yet, gee, do I really have to eat it? And the answer is yes. And the way that you're going to be able to eat it is if you figure out how to enjoy eating it in the first place. So I feel very fortunate that I can sit down with some broccoli experts here. Uh, Jamie Kingsley, who's the Data Governance and Reporting Standards Director for NACREF and PRIA, and Constantine Sorlescu, the Director of Professional Standards for InRev, agreed to sit down with me today to talk through how on earth can we learn how to love the broccoli of getting our data standards issues in line for the commercial real estate industry. So thank you, Jamie and Constantine, for being a part of the AFIRE podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Gunnar, for the invitation. All right. So why don't we just you know start at the beginning uh, in terms of how is it that our journey as an industry towards creating uh, a robust set of standards that we can all agree with around the globe, what's standing in the way of us making that vision truly a reality. Jamie, do you want to take that? Sure. You know, as as we've kind of evolved as an industry and we've evolved from a data standard perspective, um, I think there are some kind of myths out there that reporting, you know, compliance with any type of data or reporting standards, it's going to be hard. It's going to be costly. It's going to be, you know, difficult to maintain. And you know, my experience has been, you're likely doing a lot of this reporting already. Mm -hmm. um, you probably are much closer than you think. And, you know, as I think about the reporting standards from the NACREF and PRIA side, um, you know, they're principles-based. So we're not saying thou must do it just like this. Mm -hmm. We're saying thou must show this and do this. Um, 
And so I think really diving in and understanding the standards um, would is really helpful to understanding how to implement them. What I understand you're saying then is that actually the gap between where we are and where we need to be is not perhaps as, as intimidating as, as it once was. And, and we don't have anyone saying thou must, apparently, or, or they're saying thou must in a way that's, that's less intimidating. Is that correct? I think so. And that's been my experience, especially working with people or firms that want to be compliant with reporting standards, et cetera. They're likely closer than they think they are. Yeah. So, and and you think that the, the, the gap perhaps between uh, kind of U.S. standards and, and European standards are, are perhaps not as distant as as perhaps many people think? I think so. But Constantine, what do you think? We do a lot of work together and really uh, collaborate together on standards and from a global perspective. And so I, I like to think so, but... Yeah, I mean, I would agree with Jamie. I think one of the preconceptions is that standards are deemed as a dry topic, right? I mean, something that you have to do, which I argue it's, uh, it's, it's not the case because... Um, as, as she mentioned, like our industry standards are voluntary, and they, you know, they reflect the accumulation of knowledge of people, you know, being in the room, participating, agreeing to a direction, um, and you know, they they gain this authority by being developed together with you know with with the experts through through consensus, and this process you know involves all you know. Um, a lot of representatives from a wide, you know, range of stakeholders, and that's actually what makes our industry standards so strong. Like your b- broccoli analogy, uh, you have to think about the impact of the standard. How will the standard help you and your organization? What is the value add? Yeah. Constantine, I think that's a great point because oftentimes I think we get in the weeds of it. So kind of like you can't see the forest for the trees, really stepping back and and looking at what is it we are trying to accomplish. And, you know, if we don't have standards, uh, data standards, reporting standards, then the value of any good information is diminished. You know, there's an opportunity for information manipulation. Um, There's, you know, just the reliability of the data is decreased. And all of that negatively impacts comparison and decision-making. And so, you know, the flip side of that is we want to improve the the, uh, quality of the data so that hopefully that will help enhance, you know, information so that we can make better decisions. And if you're in the weeds of all of that, sometimes I think that gets lost. Well, and it, it must also seem like a big ask because there is a fundamental cultural difference between the sorts of people that really embrace standards, that really embrace data as a way of life, and most of the leadership in the real estate industry around the world. Uh, and folks become successful in this business not because they're they're data geeks. <laughs> they're successful because they've been able to execute transactions consistently. They've been able to manage these assets. They've been able to connect to the appropriate investors and give them uh, a, a, a 
great confidence in their abilities as a fiduciary. That's not necessarily data standards, even though they need it. They're not necessarily the sorts of people that are good at it or feel comfortable in that zone. So I'd love this question to go to both of you, but we'll start with Constantine. How do you see different groups overcoming their inherent kind of uh, foreignness to this world of creating standards? Sure. I mean, you know, we can, I guess we can bring it back to culture and values. I mean, operating with integrity, creating trust. I mean, what was, you know, what does, I would say, every participant want? They want to be the best, to operate at the highest standards. They want to establish, you know, practices. They want to be efficient. They want to actually bring, you know, more, um, um, uh, optimization actually in their in their operations. So, you know, for real estate, it's quite simple in terms of standards, because if you are adopting standards, you are actually establishing, you know, a, a framework for managing the real estate investment, for structuring that investment. And, you know, the second point that I would I would stress here is that standards are about good governance you know the roles and responsibilities they define the oversight control the reporting so you know as i said it comes down to culture values and it sounds like what you're saying here constantine is that the benefit is not necessarily just something that's that's uh kind of off in the distance and helping the industry as a whole and being a good kind of real estate investor citizen but the benefits are directly enjoyed by the firm that is doing this, that it helps you uh, organize your your governance and the, the standards of communication of information and data with your investors. It helps you manage the people and perhaps get to another level. Is that true? Absolutely. It's not only that. I mean, you know, you can think of a standard as taking all the big ideas and practices, you know, and bringing them into one direction. And I know it's very, you know, it may sound very difficult um, and may sound very intimidating or, you know, may sound very complex, but, you know, it's important for us as industry bodies to make this simple, to demystify the standards, to actually show the impact of those standards. And, you know, you, you mentioned the, the practical aspects, more efficiency, but it's also a way to educate um, policymakers, because you know they standards can prepare the industry, can prepare our members before legislation is is put in place. And that's 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 been a, a problem for real estate for a very long time in terms of getting the lay people, if you will, or the non real estate people to understand what we're doing and why um, our language is so different from theirs. And with, without the lack of real standards across the industry, it becomes even more difficult to communicate that. Jamie, when when you're talking with uh, various leaders throughout the industry uh, from NACREV, what what is it that you think that that folks inside the various investment managers that you serve and and, and uh, institutional investors what what do they need to do? What what's like that the top one or two things that you say start here do this. If you're not doing it yet, do this. What are those things? 
You know, I, I think as our industry has evolved, it's, it's been different things. However, you know, the standards were tend to be thought of as kind of back office. They're your accounting folks, your performance folks, maybe your valuation department, um, people who are running models, et cetera. But just take as an example, the emergence of ESG. That has really brought to the forefront um, the need for standards, and not just from a back office perspective, but from a C-suite perspective as well. How are we going to do these things? How? What is our plan? How are we going to get there? And, you know, I think the most important thing is to understand that it's a journey. It's, it's not a destination. I think Constantina said that before, because if you want to get it perfect, you're not ever going to get it at all. You just need to start. A lot of insight is gained by just starting the process. And, you know, we'd much rather have progress over perfection. And there are people, you know, different firms in different phases of their journeys with respect to reporting standards, and that's completely understandable. But I think having a the vision kind of from the top down that says, we're going to do this, we're going to operate at this level of a standard of integrity, we're going to build trust. And these are good things, not just for our investors, but our employees is really the place to start. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it really isn't a back office thing at the end of the day. It's something that's at the heart of your culture that needs to, needs to embrace it. Constantine, what did you think? I I fully echo what, uh, what Jamie mentioned. I mean, there are a few elements which will always be present in standards, you know, the transparency, the comparability, but also you you have to be open-minded. You should embrace, you know, the change, you should discuss about it, you should share your your practices because only in this way, you know, standards can capture this evolving markets and can help the industry, you know, obtain more, more insight, more, you know, data, uh, ultimately enabling better decisions. Constantine, that's a great point in the big, having the willingness to share information and processes. You know, our organizations are uh, membership driven and volunteer based. And so it really is for the industry, by the industry. And the only way we have any of that is if we have firms that are willing to come forward and work to say, we want to do this better and we want to collaborate and make this, uh, you know, excellent at a level where people can trust information, can make good decisions, can understand what is what is going on within, um, you know, our data and our information. And I think that's that's key and critical, but it also gives firms an opportunity to be a part of setting the standard and determining what is the right thing for our industry, which is really important as well. Part of what I've found exciting watching uh, what the two of you have been doing over the last few years, uh, and in particular, this idea that we have three organizations located in the U.S. and Europe uh, with NACREF, PRIA, and INREV, really working towards uh, a standard that crosses oceans. And that's been something that um, I think has eluded a lot of us uh, over the decades as, as this has become a more and more global investment industry. 
the need for it has been great, but how do you do that? Uh, crossing borders is never easy when it comes to getting everyone to agree, because obviously all the people in the other country, they don't know what they're talking about. It should be our way or the highway. So as the two of you have been part of that, perhaps transformational uh, alliance, how has that worked? What kinds of obstacles did you have to get past? Uh, how did it feel to, to start kind of engaging in a world where it wasn't just your sandbox you were having to share? I mean, say I'm, I'm very proud of our strong partnership with with NACRIF, with Priya, with Unrev. I mean, this has been a fruitful collaboration. And it starts again with having, you know, a common mindset and being open to, to discuss and to share. For us as industry bodies, it's very important to provide a platform um, so our members, you know, can share you know challenges can discuss them can debate them and can agree on one common you know path i mean to give you an example we've produced i believe was last year we released the final standard it's a truly global standard on fees and costs um, for funds operating across the globe it's called the total global expense ratio we, you know, we name it Tigger, um, and has been tremendously helpful in, you know, bridging those gaps between regions. And it's not only Tigger; there are also other projects. But I think in this collaboration, this strong partnership, is important to remain practical, because, you know, we won't always be able to harmonize, right? Um, the regional standards sometimes you know you have terms customs are just different and they cannot be aligned so our ultimate goal is you know to keep advancing transparency to explain the differences to provide mapping so our members no matter where they are they you know gain a better understanding on how real estate functions across markets and actually it makes real estate more accessible i would say well, and, and when you think about it, I mean, it seems like a simple thing to have a standard around an expense ratio, but how transformative that can be if we're all speaking the same language when quite often within the same firm, we have different definitions uh, for a lot of these sorts of simple things. So it, it's simple's hard, I guess, right, Jamie? You know, it really is. And to say that we have a strong partnership, our, our organizations together is so true, but it's been years in the making. And the work that we do, it's not just a, you know, we work on it, a, a task force works on it a few months and we're done. We have a, a significant, you know, process that we go through to be sure we are, are doing the right thing for the industry. You know, just even, you know, you've mentioned terms that we use and uh, we launched the Global Definitions Database just for that, to see if we could globally converge on this, the definitions of terms. And we've started out with a number of terms and every year, I think this year we're on target to maybe add 10 to 12 terms to that database, but we're continuing looking at that and how can we speak the same language from that perspective as well. And so, um, you know, the work continues and as the industry develops and evolves and new things are on the come up and, 
and we talk about them, but we need industry participants as well to help us figure those things out. And I've been at several NACREF kind of discussion roundtables around terms, and it's fascinating how how vague what we think are determined things that, you know, that we all know what that means. And then you start realizing that, no, we don't. It seems to me that one of those kind of first, um, one of those first things that every leader should keep in mind um, and, and really address is, do we all know what this is? Do we all define this the same way? And whether they're talking internally with uh, their own people or externally with their investors or their constituents, I think just having a level setting, you know, using, going to your database and seeing, you know, at least how some of the consensus around this industry is coming up around what is that? What is the formula? How do we define this? That checking in on that could probably prevent a lot of the issues and challenges that we have in this industry. Uh, Constantine, are, do you see that as being an important kind of thing to keep in mind as a leader? Yes, definitely. I would go back to the, you know, uh, back to the, to the basics, right? I mean, I think everyone should remember this. Standards are there to help. They're not there to get in, you know, our way. And standards are about, again, enabling transparency and comparability. It's as simple as that. So true. It's as simple as that. We've run out of time, believe it or not. This has been a fun conversation about a subject that everyone thinks maybe is not as exciting as we do. But I'm, I'm really hopeful that some of the things Jamie and Constantine have pointed out uh, will be useful for anyone who's listening to say, hey, let's, let's look at this not as something bitter, but as something that's interesting and useful. And uh, gee, if you put a little bit of Parmesan on top, doesn't that taste good? Uh, so uh, I want to thank you once again, Jamie Kingsley, the Data Governance and Reporting Standards Director for NACREF and Priya and Constantine Sorlescu, the Director of Professional Standards at InRev. Thank you for joining me on the AFIRE podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the AFIRE podcast. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast subscription service, such as Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitchers, and others. AFIRE is not engaged in providing tax, accounting, or legal advice. No content in this podcast is to be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any asset. Some information included has been obtained from third-party sources considered to be reliable, though AFIRE is not responsible for guaranteeing the accuracy of third-party information. The opinions expressed are those of its respective contributors and sources and do not necessarily reflect those of AFIRE.